You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and there were some positives going into Jimbo Fisher's press conference yesterday that we got to talk about. There were some negatives, and let's go ahead and just get a little bit of a preview going into Mississippi State, which will be featured as the night game, one of the late games on uh, week four, uh, five, my bad, yeah, week five of the college football season. Thank you, the listeners, though, for being our very first listen every single day right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, watch us live every single day here on YouTube. But as always, this episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. rockauto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 20 years. Go visit rockauto.com and type in Lock On on the How to Hear About section so they'll know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. As always, if you love this show, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. Name right down there below for those of you watching on Tagna or YouTube. I am the host. And I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast and a more quality-sounding show at this point, go ahead and give me a follow. Give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Lock on Aggies. Lock on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LOP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the positives that were said at Jimbo Fisher's press conference yesterday. Number one was the running back group as a whole. And again, I think when you look at the running back group, that is the most stable position, even with inefficiencies and exclamities on offense. You know, Every single play, you can see Devon A-Chain trying to get that hole. And if he gets it in one quick snap, he's going to the races. It's that close. I mean, and I went back and I watched the film. If Kenyon Green holds a block for a second more, if Ruben Fathery holds a block for a second more, if uh, Aki and Bryce Foster can open up the B-gap just enough, he's sliding through, Bumper Pool's kind of pulled in, Grant Morgan's kind of pulled in, it allows him to get to that second, third level defense. And I mentioned it on yesterday's show, and I'll mention it again. The best block of the day did come on that 67-yard touchdown run where Blake Trainer did a really good job getting that three-tech shoulder blade, pushing him outward, and then you had Bryce Foster kind of working up the field, getting the inside shoulder, working his way to, I think it was Grant Morgan on the plane, and that was just a foot race. It was literally just a foot race for Spiller to be able to get to the end zone. Those are some things that you got to like. And again, Fisher came out and said yesterday during his press conference, we have seen what good can be when these two are at their best. And we're not afraid to use them in the passing game. And he wasn't. I mean, everyone wants to talk about the 19-yard touchdown pass in week two to Isaiah Spiller. But let's also keep in mind that in week, I believe it was, no, yeah, last week, week week four, my bad. I don't know what I'm blanking on. Uh, They had a 19-yard reception that was able to keep a drive alive a little bit longer. There was a couple of dump passes going over to Devon A-Chain. It just comes down to blocking. It really just comes down to blocking. Let's talk about the other positive thing, and this is on the defensive side of the football. If you take out two plays, and again, unfortunately, you you can't. It's just the way it is because, if, again, if you took out two plays, the final score would have been 10-10, and this would have had to go to, into overtime until somebody was a winner. But if you take out the touchdown pass to – um, no, it would have been 10-3, uh, 10-6, my bad. But anyways, not the point of the story. If you take out the touchdown pass to uh, Traylon Burke, which was just a really good route, run by potentially a first-round wide receiver against Miles Jones, who 
of the two cornerbacks, I think at this point we know in the Jones duo, he is the weaker of the two. Not to say that he's not good, but this is the best receiver he has faced this season. He's also coming back from injury. You take that 85-yard touchdown out, and if you make a tackle on like that 18-yard route, that should have been, that's it. Like an 18-yarder, a 14-yarder, a 12-yarder, instead of the 42-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Green. AM only allowed 133 yards of offense passing. That was it. That was it. They, they actually did a very good job containing KJ Jefferson, who, by the way, only had 212 yards. Those two plays took up 133 of the 200 and uh, I think it was 38 total yards. So Jefferson actually throws for under 100 yards, if not for those big explosive plays. And AM still ranks nationally inside the top five a pass defense going into this weekend. I think they're number four. I think that uh, Georgia's number one or number two, and I believe University of Houston is number, I want to say it's three or four, but they're right there. They're, they're still a top five team. They're number two in pass defense, which is very good because if this is a team that they're going to be facing up this next week that is extremely talented defensive, I mean, offensively. And they run a bunch of four wide receiver sets. They run a bunch of spread formation. This is the air raid offense. Everyone knows what Mike Leach does best. It is passing the football, passing the ball. Will Rogers, he's a top 10 quarterback right now, statistically in almost every single category because of it. This is a secondary that is going to be able to flourish if they don't give up the explosive plays. The question is, what are the explosive plays and how do we stop them? Uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit because of, let's be real, I want to talk about the negatives of the play. And I mentioned it kind of yesterday, tackling is a pretty big one, but I do think that there's a way to fix it. And then of course, we're going to talk about the offensive line. But before we do, this episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by Prize Picks. Let me tell you a little bit about Prize Picks if you don't know. It's great for anybody that loves college football fantasy sports because that's basically all it is. All you do is you go ahead and make your bets, use the promo code LOCKED ON, yep, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get up to 100% back of your deposit. You can make up to five to seven bets. You go ahead and play the line. It's like a parlay. You go ahead and get the bets in, go ahead and make the picks, and there's everything that you can imagine. It's not just, you know, little players or, you know, stat lines or over-unders. It's players' interceptions, the over-under on how many yards they will be passing for, the total number of points that they're expected to allow to give up. So Mississippi State, a high-tempo offense, probably is going to be considered to give up 400 passing yards. So you want to take the under. You could be winning triple your amount back. It's all things you want in college football, but it's not just that. You also got a lot of great stuff coming out for the NFL, for the uh, NBA, for golf even. There's a lot of great things. It's fantasy sports made for you. You can get your entries in 60 seconds or less and start winning moolah right today. It is safe and it's easy to withdraw. Don't hesitate anymore. Go ahead and use the promo code locked on and sign up at prizepicks.com. Fantasy sports made easy. You know what I hate? Spending money on things that I don't need. And then one of the biggest things that I always do that I really hate is going to a car dealership spot or going back to where I bought my car. Because if I have to usually pay an installment fee, a shipping fee, a service fee, and I got to tip the guy because if he installed the part for me, I know how to do these things. It's just I don't know where to look for the part. Now I do. It's called rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is an online auto parts service system that has been serving customers for the past 25 years. They have everything from engine modules to tail lamps to brake pads. So whether you're trying to get something for your refurbished called Classic or just something for your daily driver, I was able to find an Audi Q5 taillight because my taillight went out, got it shipped to my house, was able to install it in less than an hour, and I paid a fraction of the price because of uh, Rock Auto's 
low, low, low prices. Go visit rockauto.com and type in locked on on the how to hear about section so they know that we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, and all the auto parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com, it's the place to be. All right, Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. You can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and of course, right here on YouTube. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the things. These are very correct. The question is, are all of them correct? I'm going to go ahead and say one right now. I have no idea. And I'll just come out and say it. I have no idea if Zach Calzada can get better. I don't. Because if you're watching what he does against non-group of five schools, you're watching what he does against New Mexico. You're watching how even Haynes King does against Kent State. How this offense clicks against weaker opponents. You look good. You're kind of supposed to. That's what happens when you are an SEC team and originally a college football playoff contender. You're supposed to be able to explode off the flying scrimmage. You're supposed to be able to make a ton of plays and be that elite team. That's what you're supposed to do. But unfortunately, that's not always what happens. In the end, sometimes there's a lot of plays where you don't know what's making this. There's a lot of plays where you wonder what went right and what went wrong. There's not a lot that goes right. And again, I will say that at least when you're playing a team like Mississippi State, they run more of a nickel defense than a six defensive backfield set. They rush an extra passer. So instead of facing a three-man front, he's going to be facing a four-man front. But does that make it any easier? Does that make it any better for Texas A&M? I don't think so. Uh, in fact, I don't think it even comes close to making it any easier for Texas A&M because of when I look, Arkansas was able to get pressure with a more so often three-man front. They only rest three. They never usually put the nickel defensive back kind of coming in on a blitz. They never really kind of played an extra linebacker. Poole and Morgan kind of stayed back a little bit. They only rushed their first three guys. And Calzada felt the pressure. And it's a lot due to poor offensive line play. And the biggest thing is that it's not poor. It, it really isn't poor. It's inexperience is a better word. And I'm not trying to give AM a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, I, I don't want to say excuses because of I'm not. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not going to give AM excuses. I'm not going to give anybody excuses in anything in life. You have got to play better if you're in the SEC. If you're starting in the SEC, you have got to play better. But Jameer Johnson goes out. They don't know what his stats is going to be. He's hopeful to return this week. You had no Lane Robinson, who arguably is your best run-blocking offensive lineman, or at least interior offensive lineman. You have to play Blake Trainer at times, who, in my opinion, is not athletic enough to be a tackle. You need him to play guard, not tackle. You're also playing a true freshman who is fresh out of high school. I mean, was not in camp during the spring fresh out of high school in Bryce Foster as your center, which in my opinion is the most important position on the offensive line. And then Aki is at least got some reps under his belt, but there's still a lot to learn. Then you have Ruben Fathery who came in and played right tackle for part of the game. And honestly, I could see him playing left tackle because of when I went back and I watched the film, the best offensive lineman, including Kenyon Green consistently was Fathery. Fathery actually looked the best out of all the offensive linemen. And I think that he can handle himself if you play him at left tackle, which ultimately as a six foot eight guy from Richmond, Texas, that's probably where he's going to fit in about a year or so. So why not make the transition now? But I look at where Texas A&M is offensively. The best way you can fix it is by establishing the run game. And the only way you can do that is by playing the offensive line in the right amount of cues. So 
Here's what I would do if I was AM, if I was Jimbo Fisher. And this is something that I talked about with Olin Buchanan of Texas. Go ahead and give him a follow because it actually probably makes sense. Why not play Layden Robinson at right tackle? Because if he got reps during the spring at right tackle while you had Kenyon Green getting left, reps at left tackle, if you're going to play a freshman center, you have to have stability in the interior. You just have to. Like it's just, it's just something that you have to have. So I look right now. And it feels to me like the best option would be getting Green, who was an All-American guard, to play back at his All-American guard spot on either the right or the left side. Aki can play the opposite. You move Layden Robinson out to right tackle. I do think he's athletic enough to be able to go up against better pass rushers on a consistent basis. And you take that pressure off of not only Haynes King, I mean, Zach Calzada or Haynes King whenever he returns, but at the same time, you also go ahead and take the pressure off of Bryce Foster of getting a clean block. That allows you to now open more running lanes. And then at that point, it's just basically balance. Go ahead and play as much as possible. Go ahead and shoot down the clock. Get as many touchdowns as you possibly can. And hope that every single play ends in a six-yard run from Devon A. Chain, a five-yard run from Isaiah Spiller. Maybe Anaya Smith gets a jet sweep. And it allows you to be more balanced. It allows you to be a little bit more balanced offensively. Because of right now, the weaponry for AM is not the problem, but getting the ball to them is. Now, there's also no day-to-day process. We don't know for sure. I asked Jimbo Fisher this yesterday. He said Caleb Chapman and Chase Lane, both of who were inactive during AM's uh, loss to Arkansas, if they'd be playing this week. He says they're day-to-day with minor injuries. Uh, that There's no Hezekiah Jones either right now. So Jalen Preston had a really good game. I'm actually working on a story on him later this week, so you can go ahead and check that out at allaggies.com. But Outside of him and Nia Smith, you don't really have a lot of weapons, but you also can't get the weapons to them. Jalen Weidemeyer is second on the team in receptions with, I believe, thirty uh, with 13 or 15. And uh, it still is not that great. Like, it still is, you know, finding him the ball is really hard. Finding anybody the ball is really hard. So you might as well just establish the run. Now, there's one thing you can do defensively that I think would really be able to fix this team up. But before we talk about that, let me give you a heads up. This episode of Locked on Aggies is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way for you to get your daily bets in every single day, get easy picks, wagers, odds, and much, much more. And they're always interchanging. So if you don't want to bet really early on in the game, that's totally cool. You can go ahead and bet later, and that will only help your numbers expand. From basketball to baseball to college football to the UFC to everything and much, much more, go ahead and get your daily bets in. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Betting on college football is not going to be a hard guessing game. When you go ahead and listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast with your team, handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. It be the picks, wagers, and much, much more when you go ahead and listen to the Locked on Bets podcast, presented by betonline.ag, on wherever you get your social media or podcast listening systems. So defensively, uh, this week against Mississippi State, you're facing an air raid attack. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I did the numbers yesterday. Even with the nearly come-from-behind victory over LSU, and I believe that game was – no, that game was in Starkville. My bad. That game was that game was in Starkville. They're 2-2. Two and two. They're a penalty going their way away from being 3-1. and one. And they're a couple drives, a couple of uh, miss, a missed field goal, 
and a uh, turnover on downs in the red zone from being four and out. They're a passing team. It's that simple. They, they are straight up a passing team. Like they really, they have 189 rushing yards in the very first four games of the season. And I believe of those 289, one comes from their running back. And I think he has 192. So they really are a pass eccentric team. Every single game, Will Rogers, their starting quarterback, has thrown for at least 40 attempts. In two games, I believe he's thrown for over 60 attempts. So this is going to be a team that is high tempo, constantly trying to play the clock, constantly trying to move the ball, and they're going to run a lot of four-man wide receiver sets. Not a lot of tight ends. They'll sometimes run maybe a 12-man personnel. Maybe every once in a blue moon, they'll run a 13-man personnel. Well, they do run three tight ends with the two uh, with the two running back backfield set. I expect them to run a little bit more 12-man personnel than probably 11-man personnel at times. And 11-man personnel, you know, the one tight end, it actually will be kind of a spread, but they'll have two running backs. Uh, you also can run the one where they just are playing no running backs. I've seen them do it on a multitude of occasions. Get your best tacklers out there. Plain and simple. I mean, if you're going to play a zone defense for most of the game, which I don't think is the best plan, but in my opinion, it doesn't really matter. Get your best tacklers out there. Because the last thing you want to do is have a guy not only give up a big play, but not be able to tackle. I kind of talked about this yesterday. When you go shoulder tackle, when you try to lay them down, when you try to you know chest bump them and use physical aggression, use your damn hands. Like, like use these things. Hi, this, this, that thing. Go ahead and wrap them up. That's all you got to do. If you wrap them up, you're going to be in a good spot. You got to be able to tackle these guys because of they do have speed. And the reason I bring this up is because the Mississippi State last year had an atrocious defense. There's probably only two worse than them in the SEC. One was Ole Miss. It was honestly, I think it was the second or third worst defense in the entire country and Vanderbilt. And then it was Mississippi State. That's not the case anymore. Mississippi State has a very good run defense, and they also have a couple of players in the in its secondary that are able to make some big time plays. So they're not just just kind of walk in the park shootout kind of system. They're a team that's going to be able to play defensively. So you have to be able to contain them offensively with your defense. The best plan of action, if that's going to be the case, is you have to have your best tacklers out on the field. So I get it, veteranship is a great thing. But if Edger and Cooper, the second-year linebacker, redshirt freshman, is going to make more plays for you in space over Aaron Hansford, he has to play. It's that simple. He, he has to play. If Andre White is going to be a problem and a liability in open field tackling, he has to sit. He just has to. If Keldrick Harper, as your cover one safety, as your deep guy, your rover kind of dude in the back, is going to be letting up touchdowns and not being able to make the play, you cannot play him that week. You have to play Leon back there. You have to play maybe Derek Tucker as your nickel defender and move Antonio Johnson back. It's just that simple. Because if at the end of the day, I don't think Mississippi State's passing attack is that good. I don't think their wide receivers are that special just yet. What I do believe, I know they have a receiver that has like, um, like he's averaging like 18 or 19 yards per play. I do believe that they, what people are doing is they're not tackling. And when they're not able to tackle, they're getting these massive gains. And that's why Roll Rogers is leading the SEC in passing yards. It's why Roll Rogers has the number one QBR in uh, the SEC right now. It's why I believe he has the number one passer rating as well in the SEC. And he's second in touchdowns, I think only behind, um, I want to say it's Bryce Young and Max Johnson. So he's tied, like, and they're tied for first. So he's, I guess, third, I would say, with 11. It's why that, that that's the reason. It's not because of their, this high, strong, you know, elite offense that's able to put up points. It's the system that works. And keep in mind, 
Will Rogers coming out of high school ran an air raid system. And part of the reason he was going to transfer from Mississippi State instead of going to Mississippi State uh, after Joe Moorhead was fired was because if he wanted to play in this style of defense, they brought him He's like, okay, I'm going to stay. I think this is going to work. I'll learn from KJ Costello. And by the season's end, he was actually better than Costello, hands down. And possibly the one thing that made at least State watchable. And he's doing it once again. So those are some keys I think you got to watch for. We'll talk about that more later in the week. But in my opinion, it, it just matters about what you do in open field space. Your best tacklers and your best covermen have to be out on the field every single play. Because if they're going to run at some dime formations, I asked Jimbo Fisher about this. They're going to run a couple of six defensive back sets. They're going to play a little bit more of a nickel. They're going to be uh, maybe not rushing as much. They're probably going to take an extra lineman out or maybe even take Hansford out and play just one linebacker. And honestly, Cooper may be the best option because of his hands and his versatility as a cover guy. He may actually be the best option. They're going to run a lot of different formations. But the biggest thing is just finding the right pieces, the right players, and the right schematic fit for this team to be successful on stopping this high-tempo offense. They're averaging, I think, about 65 plays a game or 68 plays a game. If you can bring that down to about 48 or maybe even like 45, I actually think that you're in a very good spot, whether your offense is clicking or not, because of you're basically taking out 20 plays of their playbook that Mississippi State is not going to be able to run. And that's a problem for them because of when you look it shows that your defense still is elite. You have the number four pass defense in the country. You still have, I think, a top 10 defense in the country. Go ahead and put that on the on the record at home. And this is Kyle Field, and this is the SEC opener at Kyle Field. There's a lot of implications going into this. You're number 15 in the country. If you lose to Mississippi State, you will not be ranked going into Alabama. And if you are not ranked going into Alabama, it is going to be a bloodbath. And I think a lot of people will not only say that you've lost the hype for that game, but at the same time, you've also basically laid down to die before that game has even happened. That's good for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Make sure you tune in on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Go ahead and listen to the Locked on Bets podcast. I will be back here tomorrow to break down everything offensively you need to know about Mississippi State going into Saturday's game. Check us out on multiple different social media platforms, and we'll see you then. Thanks. Take care, y'all. This has been Locked on Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.